going to uh, speak on uh, the story of Naaman. Naaman. If you read in the scriptures, uh, I believe in Second Kings chapter 5. Let's go ahead and pray and then we'll, we'll get into this message. Father, I just thank you for your love. Thank you for your people. I ask that you minister to us from your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus left uh, the region, a particular region, and went into the region of uh, Tyre and Sidon. And uh, a lady, a Syrophoenician woman, that means she's a Syrian, and she's a native of uh, Phoenicia. So a Syrophoenician lady uh, kept talking to him and pleading with him to cast out the devil from her daughter. And Jesus didn't answer her. And Jesus went into the house. She came in and she worshipped him and continued to plead with him, cast out the devil from my daughter. And Jesus remarked in Mark chapter 7 verse 27, it says, But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first. In other words, the children of God should be filled first. For it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And that was a very difficult situation. And she was a foreigner, a Gentile. And Jesus has made it clear that his mission was for the, uh, to the Jews. And here was a Gentile woman seeking help from him. And he didn't answer her. And he made this statement, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the, uh, to the little dogs. So I titled the message, Bread for the Little Dogs. <laughs> bread for the Little Dogs. This is a strange statement here as we, we go for, further into this message. Uh, because of what Jesus said in another, in another book. But she told Jesus, when Jesus said it's not good to, throw, uh, to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs, she said, well, the dogs eat from underneath the table. And Jesus gave her, she was able to receive what was not due her, but because of her persistence and because of her faith, she received from the Lord Jesus. But... I want to show you something that is strange here. In Luke chapter 4, verse 27, Jesus was making a statement. And, and then I wanted to look at this statement in light of what we just saw in the life of this woman and what Jesus told her. Jesus said this, and many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha. There were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet. And none of them was cleansed. Except Naaman the Syrian. That's another Syrian. Bread for the children. And, and then when you look at this statement, it seemed as if the children didn't get bread. Because there were many lepers in Israel. None of them got healed. In the days of Elisha, none of them got healed. Except this one Syrian, a, a Gentile. And that got my attention. And I wanted to see what's about this fellow. 
that he is able to obtain what even the children of God cannot. Now, you see that in the church today. How many of you notice that? It seems like the children cannot even obtain bread from the Lord. What's going on? What's the problem? How is it that what Jesus said that the children must first be filled, and he was talking about healing, deliverance for this woman's daughter, a Syrian, but she got it anyway. But Jesus made this statement, the children, has, they have to be filled first before you give the dogs. And then with Naaman, he got what even the children couldn't get. Why? So I want to look, we want to look tonight into the fair Naaman and see that God is fair. Whether you're Jew or a Gentile. And sometimes you see people who are not Christians. They come to Christian meetings. And they receive healings. And Christians are still suffering. You've seen that before? It is a strange thing as you read in the scripture. That God was with Naaman. Even before Naaman knew God. If you read in first. Uh, Second Kings chapter 5 verse 1, he says this of Naaman. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable, honorable man in the eyes of his master. He was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. That's the king. Because by him, the Lord, that's the God of Israel now, the Lord had given him victory to, had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. God gave him victory. This, this is incredible. God gave him victory over Israel. You figured that out. God was with a Gentile. And he was an honorable man because he won victories for his king. And the reason I know God gave him victory over Israel because he went into one of the villages of Israel and got a woman, got a, a, a young lady, held her captive and brought her back to Syria. And she was serving his wife in his home, a Jewish girl. Now you figure that out. But it's, there is, oh, you see, when God does his things, we don't understand what's going on and why he does the things that he, he does. That girl came into his home for Naaman. For Naaman's help. Now think about Naaman, an, uh, an honorable man, won a lot of victories, highly esteemed by his king, but he was a leper. Many times, everything in our lives, sometimes, many times, everything seemed to be going well, except one area. Have you been there? It seemed like if I can only if I can only overcome this particular area in my life, I'll be okay. 
He was great. He had a lot of money. He was famous and all of that. But I tell you, even the poorest man in, the, in that region, in his country, will not have anything to do with his skin. He was a leper. So regardless of everything that he's got, I'm sure he wasn't feeling good about life. He was really down. But the strange thing is, God was with a leper. And God was doing miracles through a leper and giving him victories. It's, 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 it's so important that we see what God is doing here. This servant girl in a master's home serving this woman was very faithful to our master. To our master. The thing that I like about the servant girl, she wasn't quiet about what she believed. She spoke plainly in her home. Served them right, didn't rebel against the master. And she talked about a God. And she made it clear to Naaman's wife, if only this, my master, will go to Israel and meet with the prophet of God, Elisha. She didn't mention the name Elisha. She was basically bragging on that country. Yeah, I'm a captive here. But I tell you what, back at home, we have a great prophet there. And I tell you the truth, he can heal this man of the leprosy. But when you look at this, you look at our words... There had not been any leper healed by Elisha. No leper. Jesus said that. There were many lepers in Israel, but none had been healed. Where did, he, where did she get this? What kind of faith? You know, she knew our God. She bragged on our God. She had no fear there would be failure. Now, think about it. If, if Naaman paid to her words and came back a leper that would be it for her right but she just dug it out she believed in a God she trusted in a God she knew I had seen other miracles with this man of God and this miracle even though I have not seen this type of miracle this is nothing to our God and to his prophet amen you see that's the way we should approach our, our problems they say, whatever it is that's eating you up in your life and you want God to really move in this area and you feel if God, God, if you can only move in this area, God will take his time. We don't know how long Naaman was like that. But if you will move and believe God, God will come through. She believed God. She didn't care. She made it very clear. This, my master, he needs that prophet in Israel. But the thing about Naaman, you know, that's simplicity. His master leaned on him. That's what he said. My master leaned on me. Everything he did, the king looked to Naaman. Now, have you seen a lot of people, when they are way up there, you can talk to them? They know everything? She listened to a servant girl. Huh? Naaman could care less about the God of Israel. He said it later. We're coming to that. He didn't know anything about it. Didn't care. He, something was going on in his life. He just had this serious problem. 
And I'm sure he thought about it all the time. But he listened to the gospel. Amen? The simplicity of the gospel. To the point that he took the message from this servant girl and went to his king and was telling the king about it. He said, hey king, I got news for you. I got this servant girl from Israel and she's been talking to my wife about how I can get well. He believed it. Simplicity. He believed the message. He was making arrangements in his mind. I'm going to talk to the king. He went to the highest authority in the land. Based on the gospel preached to him by a servant girl. Amen. Many times we see all these great miracles and all of that. We just nod our heads and give a mental accent. But we never believe. We never believe that God can do it. So you can see when two agree. Amen. If two shall agree concerning anything. Naaman was in agreement. Amen. And the girl was in agreement. Even though no leper had been healed in Israel, as far as the word, when we look into the words of Jesus. But the, the thing about it, the king believed. Amen? Amen? The king also of Syria was a convert through the message of a servant girl. And God has spoken to us through his word. The words are written for us. We have the messengers of God and we have issues and all of that. I will truly believe in the word. And so the king said, okay, I know how to get to this, uh, to this prophet. Uh, I'm going to send you to the king of Israel. And I'm sure the king of Israel really knew this guy, this guy and he knew he was a great king because of Naaman. <laughs> so he sent a message, he sent a letter. He said, now, this is my servant Naaman was known around i mean he was a great general and he says uh he gave him 750 pounds of silver and 150 pounds of gold and said this is what i want you to take to the prophet of god but he sent it sent him direct to the king and he told the king said to the king of israel this is my servant naaman and uh, he is leprous, and I've sent him to you, uh, so you can heal him and send him back to me. The king was glad to see Naaman with all his entourage, and everyone coming in with uh, chariots and all of that, and begging for something. But when he opened the letter, he said, Am I God? He tore his clothes. First, for the Jewish man, that's blasphemy. You know, the king cannot do this. He tore his clothes and he says, oh my God, I can't do this. You see, this guy is seeking an occasion to attack us. I can do this. He knows it. I'm not God. And this is even blasphemy for him to think and speak like in this manner that I will be able to heal his servant, Naaman, who is leprous. The king didn't like it at all. But in the mind of the king of Syria, he knew a prophet. Not the king, a prophet. But I'll get to the prophet through the king. Amen? I'll get to the prophet through the king. The king surely must be in good terms with the prophet. But if you read in these scriptures, he wasn't in good terms with the prophet. The king of Syria didn't know that. 
He figured I'll, use, I'll get through him to the prophet. But he had faith. This guy is going to come back healed. But after he, he spoke the words, got to, to Elisha, and he says, Hey, send him here. <laughs> send him here. Why are you so disturbed by this? Let him know, this foreigner know, that there is a prophet in Israel. Let him know. Send him to what? No one had been healed of leprosy before. This was going to be the first time. But notice the boldness of this, uh, the prophet of God. Send him here. And he know without a doubt that there is a prophet in Israel. I'd like to read a scripture here. I had it down, but I'd like to read it. In Second Kings uh, 5.3, said that, Then she said to her mistress, that's the a young lady, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. Naaman, Naaman left uh, the king's presence after he was invited by Elisha. He took all his entourage and they went... And Naaman just went and then he, he stood by, came and then stood outside the home of Elisha. The point I want to make here, pride can destroy your destiny. Pride can destroy your destiny. Naaman came, he was a great general, and he came and uh, stood out with all everyone, all his soldiers, or chariots, and all of that. He was actually waiting for the prophet, because he was a great man, to come out of his, of his uh, room or from his, from his house, and then just, you know, heal him. And guess what Elisha did? Elisha sent his servant. He said, go tell him. He never even, he didn't step out of his home. He said, go tell him, go to River Jordan and let him take a bath there seven times. Dip himself seven times and his, his skin will be clean. Well, <laughs> this guy wasn't happy about this. That was not what he expected. He felt slighted. He felt like he's been treated like a nobody. He got mad. And he said, let me read it to you, Second uh, Kings 5, 9 and 10. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean. Basically, go and wash and you will be clean. But he sent a servant. And Naaman got very, very angry. And he said, I, I thought that he'll come out of his home and, and stand before me and call on the name of his God and, and wave his hand over the place where I have the leprosy and I will be clean. How many times do we in our mind 
formulate the method that we want God to deal with us in our situation. And if he doesn't do it, we get mad. If he doesn't do it in the time that we want it, we give up. How many times you have been offended because somebody didn't speak to you? Huh? And you thought they should have spoken to you. They walked right by you and you just, man. Or they spoke to you in a way that you thought wasn't respectful and you, you're going to show them. Huh? Sometimes we miss, on our, miss out on our destiny because pride. He was mad because the, he wasn't respected. And he just didn't think that's the way it should go. He had it up in his mind. Two things I'm talking about. Our attitude to the way people treat us. Huh? And secondly, how we expect God to treat us. Okay? If he doesn't treat us the way we think he should, then we get mad. This guy was really angry. He stormed up and then he started saying, I just, I thought in my mind, I had dreamt and fantasized that this is how he was going to do it. He'll come out and see this great general and then show some respect and then do all of this stuff and wave his hands and then I'm fine. Now he didn't even come out to see me. And he, now he's sending me to the river Jordan to deep to seven times and I will be clean. And he stormed off and he was going back. I mean, he was going to stay leprous just because he felt insulted. Or the way he wanted it to be done, he wasn't done. He made no sense. He got really angry. But it's always good to have good friends, amen? It's always good to have good friends that will help you to see reason, you know? You want people who tell you the truth. He got some guys with him and they respected him and they said, My father, if he had told you to do something really difficult, wouldn't you have done it? Many times we are looking for a miracle and we want to do something so that we can earn it. That's not the way of God. Received by faith. It's not by works. Okay? It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by the Spirit of God. You can't do anything. There's little you can do, just like Naaman. Just go do what he asked you to do. Simple as that. If they ask, if you tell somebody, come, let's lay our hands on you and you will be healed. Sure. Sure. Who do you think you are? Huh? That's how we miss God's blessing. It seems too simple. It was just too simple for him. That's why Naaman was a great man. He turned his back again. You see the humility. His servants talked talk to him. He changed his mind right away. He changed his mind. Humility before God. He was that kind of a man. He took the words of a servant. A servant girl asleep. Listened and even took the words to his king. Sometimes you, know, you don't want to sound foolish, right? But he didn't care. And here again he listened to the word that was spoken to him. But there's something he said, uh, Fapo, that's a, a, a banner, uh, uh, that's the river he had in, uh, in uh, Syria. 
He said, they're all better than, the, better than all of the rivers of Israel. They are not as good as the rivers in, in Syria. But what he didn't know, none of those rivers in Syria had seen miracles. No miracle. River Jordan was a special river. He had no clue. Even though it was as simple as it came, just go there and dip. But that river first was divided when Joshua went through, remember? That was a miracle. And the people went through the river. Elijah and Elisha both split the water of the Jordan, right? That's another miracle in that, that river. That was a special river. He just didn't know. What you, what you don't know can really cause you problems. He didn't know any of that. It didn't look pretty like the rivers he had back in this place. But that was a special river. Simplicity of the things of God. It don't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense to you. Just do what the scripture says. And see what God would do with what he has said. Believe it. Act on it. And you'll get your miracle. Thank God. Naaman changed his mind. He changed his mind. And that's an amazing river. You know, that's the same river that was baptized, right? Yeah. Baptizing. Naaman didn't know that. Wow. Think about it. What Jesus said. Many lepers in Israel. None of them got uh, healing. Except Naaman. And because of his faith. We must be really careful the way we approach God, especially when you have uh, uh, some kind of status in your life. Be very careful because you could totally miss God's miracle in your life. I remember reading the story of Smith Wigglesworth. Smith, uh, he's really crude. That guy was crude. We heard he punched people in the stomach when they were sick in the stomach had problems in his stomach. But uh, they invited Smith because preachers had this wealthy lady, extremely wealthy lady. They had invited, uh, the preachers won her saved because uh, she, after she saved, she'll bring some of that money to the gospel. Amen. So they begged Smith, go and pray, pray for this lady. She is sick. God is using you in great miracles. Go help us. Pray for her. If you pray for her and she's healed, everybody, everybody knows her. The word will go out. They had everything planned out. It's going to be great for the church. So they pressed on Smith to go and Smith got there. And when he walked in, he could smell the pride in this woman. She was dying, but she was still proud. And he talked to her roughly, deliberately. And she got mad and spoke roughly to him. And he said, well, you're not ready for healing and stormed off. The preacher said, please, Smith, please go back and heal this woman. He said, no, I'm not going. She's not ready yet. And stormed off. And she suffered a little bit. The story ended well, okay? She suffered a little bit and decided, I need some help. So finally, she pulled herself. Smith didn't go to her. She went to where he was holding the meeting. Amen? Amen. And that humbled herself. She, she knew she was proud. 
she had to humble herself if she needed a miracle. I'm sure she heard about what God was doing. The gospel is bigger than anyone. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is much bigger than the preacher. Amen? He's much bigger than any human being. And she went and humbled herself. And he says, you ready, lady? Now, he talked her off a little bit, but she was ready to, I need the healing. Got the same result. She was healed, helped the church, but until she humbled herself, she wasn't healed. Amen? We must humble ourselves and let God be God. Don't detect to him how he's going to do something for you. Just believe him. Amen? Amen. Never detect to God. Another key thing unique about the greatness of Naaman he was a man of gratitude. See, God always that's why I believe God knew the nature of this fellow. And even though he was a Gentile, God was working through him because of his nature. He was a man of gratitude. He got to the river. He got well. His skin was restored as a baby's skin. You think he was storm off to storm off to talk to the king of Israel or go. He went back to Elisha to thank him and to give him gifts. If you read the story, it's funny. The first time, Elisha didn't come out to see this fellow. But the next time, Elisha came out and was... He was right there in his presence. I'm not sure... ...a prophet of God. That man was leprous. He was busy praying. He wasn't going to be in his presence like that. Because he would be defiled. He didn't come out. After the guy was healed... He came out. I read it to you. Second Kings chapter 5, 15, uh, 16. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him. So Elisha was right there. He stood before him and said, Indeed, now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Pastor Andy, we, uh, you have to be very careful, okay? No. <laughs> Think about it in our day. How many preachers, if the guy came up with $3 million, would say no? It's got to be the honor. Honor has got to be for God. Amen? He refused. He won't take it. But the key thing is, Naaman, the leper, just like that one leper in the story of the ten lepers, he came back to give glory to God. That's his greatness here. Gratitude. Gratitude is so important. Many times, you probably won't, God won't do much for you if you don't have a heart of gratitude. You're not going to another level. 
If you read in the story of the ten lepers, Jesus was actually waiting for the ten of them. He was waiting for them to give him thanks for what had been done. And many times God has done things in your life. Did you take time to thank him? You want to go back to him? You didn't thank him the first time. Now you got a bigger problem. He says, now you're back. You want something? I know you're not going to come back and thank me. But Jesus was so clear. The guy fell, ten lepers, this one. The guy fell down, was worshiping him. Jesus didn't pay attention to him. He said, were there not ten of you? Where are the nine? He didn't even talk to the guy. He was more concerned about the nine. And then he said to this one, go and be made whole. You know, the way I read that, you know, when you're, when you're leprous, you know, your finger fall off, you know. Jesus is God. He can create. And I believe that man was restored fully. The others were not. They were healed, but they were not restored fully. This man was made whole. Just like Naaman, baby skin. Amen? But you have to be, you have to understand gratitude. Coming before God, it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. When you are not grateful, and it starts, when you are not grateful to those that help, you know, that's just the way it is, he will translate to God. You just take him for granted. And once you, are, you have that kind of attitude in you, oh, God help you. Because that's the nature. You, God has to really transform your nature. We as Christians must be grateful people. Not just to man, but mainly to God. If he puts it through a man, that's okay. But you have to make sure you thank God for every good thing that comes your way. Gratitude is so important. That's what made this man such a great man. He was a grateful man. You can read the story. Even after he's been healed, he made a vow. He said, when I go back, I'm going to serve only the God of Israel. He said, give me a mule load of, of uh, earth, dust. I'm taking the dirt back to my country, and that's where I'm going to be worshiping the God of Israel. I'm a Syrian, but from now on, I'll worship the God of Israel. But let the God of heaven pardon me, because when my master goes in to serve his God, I'll be going with him. I'm not really going to be worshiping, but he needs to lean on me when he worships. So let God pardon me when I do that. I have to serve my master. Many people will rebel against your masters. Your God is stupid. I'm not, doing, I'm not going there with you. And then you cause problems. The greatness of the man, Naaman, that God healed when he had not healed just even one of all the many lepers in Israel, according to the words of Jesus. But I'd like to end tonight with the story of... Uh, Elisha. Uh, I'm not Elisha. Gehazi. That's uh, Elisha's servant. It's never good to take advantage of people. When you do, God sees it. It's never fun for God. Gehazi, when his master refused... To take something from Naaman, he was not happy. He says, what is this? 
You can read the story. Second Kings chapter 5. He didn't take anything main. He should have taken, taken advantage of that. Just get that 750 pounds of silver and 150 pounds of gold. You just let it go like that? That's a Syrian for goodness sake. Get it from him. And he said to himself, I'm not going to let him go just like that. I'm going to get something. You know, I have a feeling that he was the servant that Elisha sent to talk to him. Because when he ran after Naaman, Naaman saw him coming. Naaman immediately stopped everything. I mean, he honored this guy, even the servant of the prophet. He came down from his chariot and walked up to him and said, Is everything well? And the guy lied. He said, my master, two fellows came to him, two sons of the prophet, and uh, he needs some change of garment and some things to provide for them. And the guy said, hey, you can have all of it. You can have whatever, you, just take what you want. Naaman was a happy Naaman. He didn't care. Money meant nothing to him. He was rich, but leprosy pulled him back in life. Pulled, made him feel lower than the lowest. But now he was way up to the top. Forget money. You can have it. Tell your master he wanted to give. And but then when, Nehemiah, when Gehazi returned, his master asked him a simple question. Where have you been? He said, hmm, nowhere. And he says, oh, did my spirit go with you? And I, I was right there when Naaman stepped out from his chariot to, to be with you. Listen to these words. Second Kings chapter 5, 25 20, uh, through 27. Now when he went in and stood before his master Elisha, Elisha said to him, Where did you go? Gehazi said, Your servant did not go anywhere. Then he said to him, Did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money? This is not the time. There is a time to receive money. There is a time not to receive money. It is time to walk. There is a time to just go. There is a time. There is a time for everything. And you have to be able to discern the season and the time. So that you can order your actions and the things that you do right. For God. So that you can be blessed. And your children will be blessed along with that. Amen. He said, is it time to receive money and to receive clothing? Olive groves and vineyards, that's what he wanted to buy. Sheep and all things. Male and female servants, you just want to be rich. You just want to have all of these things. Is this time for that? He says, therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling on you, uh, to you. And your descendants forever. A simple mistake can destroy your life. And your children's life for good. He seems like it seemed to Naaman it was just a game. Huh? I just take advantage of the fact nobody will find out. He destroyed his children's children. And you know how they treated the lepers in Israel in those days? They can be among people. Just for a few clothing. We must always discern the time that we are in and how God is walking to us. So important. Amen. Stand up with me tonight. Time.
You know, I said we must always discern the time that we are in. I gave this message tonight for us. Wake up. Wake up. There is a time for everything. If in the United States only 9% of Christians are going to church, thank God you're here tonight, we have a problem. You can't sit back anymore. Amen? I cannot. We have to wake up. We have to contend for the faith. We have to do what it takes to, to change things. If we seek, we will find that Jesus guaranteed that. If we seek, we will find. If we pray and ask, God will answer. If we don't ask, we do nothing. Nothing's going to happen. But we can change anything. You can change anything in your life tonight. And whatever that thing is, that is a real problem. Put it before the Lord. Receive his word. Don't tell him how he's going to do it. You can dream. But be open. Do what you can do on your own part and leave the rest to the Lord. Amen. Lift your hands up to the Lord tonight and give him thanks. Again, gratitude. Think about the things he's done for you. Has he done anything for you? Can you thank him for that before you, you start talking about all the needs that you have? First, thank him for the things he's done. You got life. You got life. There are sick people, but you got life. You are able to go to work. You got a car. It's time to be grateful to him. You know, there are those who are having a much harder time. That you Thank him for what he's done for you, for your children, for what God is doing. Give him thanks. That's so important. Have that attitude of gratitude before God and see how he blesses your life. Father, we thank you. What a mighty God we serve. There is none like you. You're so great. You're so good. You are full of mercy. You are full of loving kindness. If it were not for you, we would all have been wiped out totally. You've protected us. You've cared for us. You've met our needs. You are so awesome, oh God. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for bringing us into your kingdom so that we can have brothers and sisters in Christ, those that we can share with and, and have fellowship with and enjoy our God. We are so grateful to you. And Lord, thank you for health. Thank you that we can see. We give you praise, O oh God, tonight. You know our needs. There, everything is open and naked before the God with whom we have to do. Meet our needs, O oh God, in your love, in your mercy, in your great kindness. Every need be met here tonight. In Jesus' name, fight on our behalf, O oh God, and provide every need according to your word, for you are the good shepherd. Thank you, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to be with us to dwell with us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.